Work is no longer just about productivity and metrics. It's about people. And when we focus on positivity, communication, belonging, and development, the numbers take care of themselves. This is Work Human Radio, where we talk to authors, researchers, and business leaders about the latest trends making work more human around the world. Here's your host, Mike Wood. Welcome back to another Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood, and I am your host. We are in the middle of July, in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of a very tough time in the U.S. at least. And I want to take this particular episode to talk to some of the parents on the Work Human staff to give you some insight into what parents are dealing with. I have mentioned on many podcasts that I am currently surrounded by children and I can't really ask them to self-educate or watch themselves. So it has been a very tough time, but at least it's sunny out and I can get outside. But I'm joined by... uh, Two of my friends and colleagues, Holly Hazelton and Sarah Payne. Hi, Sarah and Holly, super moms. How are you? Hi, Mike. Thanks for having us. So, Holly, can you give people just a quick who you are and how long you've been at working? Yep. So as Mike mentioned, I'm Holly Hazelton, senior digital media specialist here at WorkHuman. I've been here about four and a half years, and I'm currently on the social media team working on our brand presence on social media. And I also founded our first ever working parent employee resource group here at WorkHuman. We're known as Parent Human. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarah Payne, who should be no stranger to some of the listeners, she helped start the podcast with me. Sarah, can you tell people what you do? Yeah, it's been a few years. I'm managing editor. I'm also on our brand team and I run our blog. I run a lot of our long form research content and I am a proud member of Parent Human with Holly. So let's get into uh, kids. I have a four-year-old and a eight-month-old today and have been trying to navigate this whole thing with them. And with the baby screaming all night, It is really tough when you're trying to do this all on no sleep and with no help. But what's your current situations like? Holly, I'll start with you. So my kids are close in age to yours, Mike. I have a three and a half year old and a 15 month old. And the 15 month old is very needy and clingy. And that makes it difficult working from home sometimes because we have help in the house. But for example, like if I get out of my office to have a lunch break, the first thing I see is like the baby going down for her nap. Then I get sucked into putting her down for a nap because it's just easier than listening to her cry. So as much as like working from home is easier in some respects these days, it's also harder in other ways because you feel like as a parent of two young kids, you have even less time for yourself, which doesn't really make sense. But I know that that's how the majority of people in the U.S. feel right now. Sarah, how about you? Yeah, I only have one, but... She is two and a half. Name's Mabel. And I also have one on the way. Woo-woo! Yay! And and the uh, the due date is the same date as my youngest birthday. So hopefully they'll be birthday buddies. Yeah. Yeah, so we're really excited. I mean, it's been nice kind of like nesting at home, but definitely a lot of stress. The first three months, we had basically no help. Thankfully, my husband and I both work from home, so... It's been really nice in sharing responsibility. Like I'd say we've got a pretty good groove right now where we do 50-50. Like in the morning, my husband takes Mabel 
there is some TV involved, but that's okay. You can't be perfect. And then I usually take the afternoon. Daycare is open. So she went back to daycare about a month ago, but it's definitely a challenge. So she has a stuffy nose this week. So she can't be in because she has a stuffy nose and you have to be symptom free for 72 hours. So that I think the fall and the winter will be interesting just to see what happens. So we're paying for daycare this week. It's kind of like a wash, but it's nice to have her home again and just take it day by day. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, like Sniffles is going to send your kid home. And then, you know, what if someone else's kid gets sick and it's just, I don't know what they're going to do in the fall. I really don't because there's going to be cases of, and parents can't work. I mean, we're lucky we work for an employer that is a little bit flexible in, in that we're not necessarily nine to five anymore. We're all the time periodically just to get stuff done. And the more kids are home, the more parents can't work. So I just don't know how things are going to improve right away. But I want to ask you about being pregnant during a global pandemic. (laughs) So you said you found out in March or February or something like that. So in the Northeast, I'm outside of Boston, Sarah's outside of Providence and our whole area, that was our peak, like pretty much March and April. What were the discussions about with you and your husband? Like, what were you worried about? Well, I still haven't really gone out a lot, but yeah, he immediately took over grocery shopping, which I was really sad about at first, but then I heard what it was like to grocery shop and I decided I'm okay with him taking that on because it just sounds like a nightmare. But we've been taking extra precautions because I think I've read conflicting things about risk for pregnant women, but it's just better to be safe. And my parents do live right down the road, so we do see them. kind of can't not see them because they're so close and they do help out every once in a while. So yeah, it's kind of nice being home though. I will say being pregnant. Are they worried about catching anything or giving anything? My parents. Yeah. I know. So I only ask because my parents are 70 and I've had no real contact with them in the past couple of months and they're down the road and I would love to drop the kids off, like push them out the car and speed away. But I just can't because if they get sick, I become the family pariah and I'll blame myself if they get sick. And it's just, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, I think you have to do like what's best for you. Like there's precautions in place so that you can slow the spread and flatten the curve, which I feel like they were saying in the beginning and not so much anymore because we didn't really do that, but maybe we are a little bit now anyways. (laughs) But my in-laws are 70 and we see them because like otherwise we would have no help with the kids and we're just pretty careful and like who we're seeing and we're honest with them about any potential risk. Like we go to the grocery store, but so do they. So they're just as likely to get it from us going to the grocery store as they are to like go to the grocery store themselves, for example. So I don't know. I think everybody just has to make their own decisions. So both of you sound like you've been able to have like some help during this which is great. I think I'm hoping that this illustrates a fundamental flaw in the system and that parents need that support in order to get any type of work done. When I have both kids and my wife's not around and I'm watching them and I'm trying to keep up on work, I have time to do tactical things, but not necessarily to think because you're constantly always trying to put fires out. 
But it has been nice one, to be home with kids. It has. I think one thing it brings up is really like the inequities that have been around for ever that mostly fell on women's shoulders, which is like lack of help with daycare and lack of resources available, which is like a lot of the reason why women drop out of the workforce because then it all falls on them to be the main primary caretaker. And like right now we're seeing that even more so with more women leaving the workforce because they're taking on the majority of like not just the childcare, but like the domestic duties at home. Yeah, we're, uh, we're lucky too because my husband started a new job in the middle of all this. His previous company was super traditional and never let him have any flexibility with leaving work a little early to get our daughter. And now like she's on his lap during meetings. They love seeing him with her and they know that she's an important part of his life. I think this is just going to show which companies are really human and they understand that people have lives and that they work best when you make it flexible and you understand that we all have lives, all of us. And we have people who are taking care of them, making sure they're healthy. It's a scary time right now. Yeah. So like building off of that, I think that through this, I've been able to see kids of coworkers that I didn't know had kids and it helps them become more human. And I think that when we do go back to the office, you will have a better sense of what people are going through. It's just weird trying to get through everything and everybody's in the same spot and nobody wants to be the one that says, I need help. But along those, that parent human support group that Holly started, that's been great. So can you tell us some of those things that we've done through that group? Yeah, definitely. One thing I do want to say, because I think we were going somewhere good with that really quickly before I get into parent human, that was just in a way it feels like COVID is almost forcing companies to work more human. Like my husband was almost in the same situation as yours, Sarah, where he works for a government agency, which is like very old school and rigid. He wasn't really allowed to work outside of his like regular hours. And if he had to take time to take care of the kids, he had to take his PTO time. So after like a lot of like back and forth in the beginning, he eventually got them to say like, okay, yes, you can work at night to make up some of the time. And so we're definitely lucky to work someplace where that's kind of always been the case. And I think going forward, like we'll see that the types of companies and organizations that will come out on top after all of this will really adapt to the new ways of working. But yeah, so Parent Human, we started this in the fall to winter of last year. And it was just kind of an idea around that time. And it came out of a survey that we filled out from the Work Human Women's Network, which was our very first ERG here. And they were asking what other kind of like events or groups do you think we should continue to move forward with? Or are there any new ideas? And I was like, there's a lot of working parents here that I've become friends with over the years. And I feel like I have a unique support situation here because of our culture being so supportive of parents. And we're constantly talking in the kitchen or in my experience, it was coming back from maternity leave and making friends with the other women that were using the nursing room or our work human room, as we call it. So I said, why don't we start like a working parent support group? And I did some research on other companies that had them. And then I was met with full support from the women's network group and members there who were interested in joining the working parent group 
group. And then I connected with one of my colleagues in Dublin, Sarah O'Neill, who was very interested in leading the charge from the Dublin office. So she's now my partner and we both manage the Global Parent Human Group, which launched in January of this year, just before the pandemic, which was really good timing because I feel like throughout all of this, we've been there to support each other through just some of the meetings and Zoom get-togethers that we've had. We hosted an executive panel in April of this year and our CHRO, Steve Pemberton, moderated that. We had a three or four or maybe five executives on that call and they really showcased like what their working from home situation looked like. We got a lot of really great feedback on that and it just kind of normalized things for people who were feeling so alone. And that's kind of the feedback we've been getting whenever we meet is that it's just good to see other people going through that so that you can relate to it and not feel like it's just you at home kind of dealing with all this. One other thing that we've done is through the Slack channel, we share all sorts of resources. And like we've been talking about, like returning to school and returning to daycare, like we're constantly just saying like, what is your school doing? And like, are the kids wearing masks or just little things like that and constantly staying in touch has been really nice. And we're definitely looking for the future to do more of those like panels type of check-ins where we can really highlight people's stories and share that across the organization. So that's kind of like for now the activity we're looking at. I think, yeah. And you had stated before that the companies that are succeed right now are the ones that are flexible and understanding. I think there's that huge empathy piece that at some point you have to realize what people are going through and that it's not a question of whether they want to work or not. It's whether they can. I would love to work. I would love to focus on work. My wife and I fight over who gets to focus on work. And sometimes you can't. You have screaming kids or someone's sick and you have to be a little flexible with that. Yeah, I loved the panel we had in April. That was one of the best meetings I've been on in quarantine. I remember Sarah Whitman was talking about her day and just how her and her husband split it up. And she's like, I really only get like three to four really good hours of work. And that really resonated with me because she just like said it. This is reality. Like if you're sharing child care, you're not going to put in eight hours. And, you know, as a leader to say that, that meant a lot. And I found that we're really supportive. And especially one of my first people in my group of friends to have a kid too. So that's also been really helpful just to lean on and get advice from people. Yeah. And I know what you mean about like the kind of like arguing with your spouse about who gets to work. Like we've totally done that too. I'm sure everyone in our like situation has, but yeah. So it just goes to show it's like, we want to be putting more effort towards it, but you really can't. And sometimes you have to like remind yourself too. I know one of the things we've talked about is like, it's not all like struggles. There she is. Like you can like appreciate the times that you have with them. Like for example, today I just was like, I need to get outside. So I like went for a walk. I was just like cuddling with my daughter on the couch and like just being able to enjoy those little moments. If you can just make it better to like, then like walk back up and go to your computer, I guess. Yeah. Think back and find the, the positive things that have happened. To this. Uh, I did a camping in my backyard with my daughter. I've done like just being able to watch Callie grow into a little monster yeah, she's her. now on the podcast her hair has a little point to her forehead so cute you know, she has the hair that kevin spacey had in the usual suspects that's the kind of look that she's going for or yeah because she's a handful i mean can you imagine like if you didn't have childcare, 
you didn't have someone else to deal with the baby all day. I will say the first day back at daycare was, I thought I was going to be so relieved. It was so emotional. All three of us were crying, like including my husband. And it's the first time I've ever seen him get emotional like that. And he's like, it's just, we're never going to get this back. Like that time was so special. And, and he kept saying that all along and it really does go back to gratitude and just having that time with your family. So I really appreciate it. Great. Well, people, if they want to get to know Holly and Sarah more, they can follow them on the Work Human blog. They've both written pieces there. Sarah writes a little bit more because that's her job. But if you see a message on social, Holly's probably behind that too. And you can find them on LinkedIn too. But thank you both for joining me and Callie to talk about parenting. (laughs) Thanks for having us. For 20 years, WorkHuman has helped leading brands build cultures of gratitude and human connection. Their solutions work in the best of times, the worst of times, and all the time. Let them work for you in turning isolation into recognition, connection, and celebration. Get up and running in minutes at WorkHuman.com.